So as we look at these crowds and these people around Jesus, we really see two different types of people following Jesus. There's the crowd following Jesus with their feet as they see him with their eyes. And there's Bartimaeus following Jesus with his heart, though he cannot see with his eyes. See, Bartimaeus, though he was blind, through faith, trusted in that Messiah. And Bartimaeus, though he was a beggar, had tasted of the bread of life and the goodness of God. Don't let the obstacles in your life, don't let the things that crowd out your personal time following Jesus, your calling on his name, don't let it silence you. Rather, despite the obstacles, despite the distractions, say, I'm going to lead my family, lead myself and others in calling on his name. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country. October 28, 2018. Mark 10, 46-52. Just the other day I was headed out to work and I went out the door and started heading towards the car. But this morning was a little bit different because following right behind me was some little feet. And I'll, I'll just let you guess from the way that he was determined earlier this morning in the children's message, just which one it was. And as I started to go towards the car, I thought he was just being goofy and I could tell him, okay, back in the house, and he would listen. But he was pretty determined to follow. It took a, quite a bit of convincing to get him back into the house as I left and took off for work for that day. How about us as we follow Jesus just how determined should we be as we follow him? Certainly we will face obstacles, we will face setbacks. Well, this morning we continue as we finish the final part of our sermon series on family values. And as those who follow Jesus, as part of his household, his family, we follow him. And we see our answer this morning as we look at the crowds and another following Jesus. And we see two very different ways that people follow Jesus. As Jesus is headed towards Jerusalem, he's now passing through Jericho. And it says that, you read, there's a large crowd. Mark really describes it here as quite a sizable crowd was now following him as he went along. And this was now near that time when he would be approaching Jerusalem for his death. And as he got closer, the crowds only got bigger. And as we look at these crowds, there was a certain man that wanted to join the crowds, only he couldn't. See, he was blind. His name was Bartimus. But there was something extraordinary about Bartimus that made him more than that meets the eye. See, Bartimus was a believer in Jesus. We see that quite clearly as you look at this account and you see Bartimus expressing his faith. It says as Jesus is coming along, he's now between what would have been the old Jericho city and the new Jericho city. And Bartimaeus hears that this man, Jesus of Nazareth, was near. And then he cries out with a confession of faith. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. By that title, son of David, he was making a very bold confession of just who Jesus was. In fact, we only see this title given to Jesus by Two other blind men before this, and a woman from Canaan. 
Before Palm Sunday, Bartimaeus is one of the very few who calls out in a crowd and gives Jesus this title. And by it, he meant that Jesus is the one who was promised in Holy Scripture. We read about that earlier, that one who would be promised from the line of David, who would sit on the throne over Israel. And this son of David would reign on that throne and rule over the whole world. And in his reign, there would be peace over all the earth. Basically, Bartimaeus Bartimaeus is saying that, I believe you, Jesus, you're that man prophesied, the one from David's line. You're the one, Jesus, on whom all my hopes hinge, on whom the hopes of Israel hinges, on whom all the world and every promise stands. Quite a confession of faith. The crowd, it seems, wasn't that impressed, though. As Bartimaeus was calling out, Son of David, have mercy, It says that they were trying to stop him and deterring him. Now, I'm sure that a lot of those in the crowd were believers in Jesus. Silence, Bartimaeus' cry and his calling out in Jesus' name doesn't speak too well to their faith. So as we look at these crowds and these people around Jesus, we really see two different types of people following Jesus. There's the crowd following Jesus with their feet as they see him with their eyes. And there's Bartimaeus, following Jesus with his heart, though he cannot see with his eyes. See, Bartimaeus, though he was blind, through faith, trusted in that Messiah. And Bartimaeus, though he was a beggar, had tasted of the bread of life and the goodness of God. As you read this account, they were trying to stop him. Can you imagine how disheartening it must have been? Could you picture what it would be like to be without sight and to be surrounded by a crowd of people who were speaking against you and telling you to shut up? And all you were trying to do is call out Jesus' name and you wanted to follow Jesus. Imagine how disheartening it must have been for Bartimaeus when this happened to him. Well, you and I probably aren't going to face those same challenges that Bartimaeus faced. But we certainly will face obstacles when it comes to our calling out the name of our Messiah and to following him as a disciple. Picture the challenges that, for example, a young man faces as he goes off to to college in a different town. His busy schedule, his classmates, everything that just makes an, an obstacle for him to continue in his personal devotional life and in gathering and worship. His classmates might tell him, why do you bother going to Worship on Sundays when you could just sleep in. But everyone else does. It could become disheartening, discouraging for him. And he might look at his busy schedule and just say, I've got to cut something from my list. It might as well be the campus ministry Bible study group. Will he let that obstacle cause him, deter him from following Jesus as he ought? Or the young man who's newly married and he's working to balance his work and life and family life and he has to realize that his personal devotion is falling to the wayside and he's not leading his family as he ought and following Jesus and calling on his name. Or maybe that, that older man who has his son coming to visit him. He doesn't get to see his son very often. Does he go out hunting with his son that Sunday morning? Or does he rather say to him, son, I've I've got something more important to do this morning. What's it going to be? Obstacles will confront. You and I face many obstacles to our clear calling out on his name, to our following Jesus as we ought, 
in our personal devotion and amidst the crowds. I know I've faced the challenges myself. It's something I have to admit that there are times when I am deterred. I face those obstacles. Sure, I'll, I'll gather with my family and we'll have devotion, but sometimes it doesn't take a whole crowd speaking against me. Sometimes it just takes seven little voices that just aren't interested in that moment in prayer or Bible reading. Another Bible reading falls to the side. Another prayer in Jesus' name to call out on him is, is not spoken. What does it take in your life to be overcome by obstacles, disheartened, deterred in your personal devotional life, in your public proclaiming and calling Jesus' name? How big of an obstacle does it take? Could you imagine if Bartimaeus had given up when the, the crowds pressured him and told him to be silent and he was not able to see Jesus with his eyes if he would have just said, I, I give up? He would have been left with not only that blindness, but he would have been left with discouragement and disheartened feeling of, does my God care? Is it worth it? And when you and I, when, when we begin to set aside our personal devotional life, when we begin to cease to call out Jesus' name, what happens is we face something far worse than blindness as we begin to close our eyes to following Jesus with the heart of faith, as we begin to step aside from clearly confessing and calling on his name. And we face something far worse because Jesus is the only one he is the only one we can call on who can deliver us from the curse of this world's sin, worse than blindness. And he's the only one that we can call on who will deliver us from pain and from death. He is the son of David. Well, Bartimaeus, it says, when he was confronted with the crowd, it says actually they were stopping him. It says he then began and was calling out all the louder, in response to the obstacles, Bartimaeus does not become disheartened. Bartimaeus all the more calls out, Son of David, and makes a confession that is seldom heard, that Jesus is the Messiah, in the face of a crowd that wanted him to be silent. Bartimaeus then was called by Jesus, What do you want from me? I want to see, Lord, he says, Rabbi. And Jesus says, Your faith has saved you. Immediately then, Bartimaeus is now able to not just follow Jesus with his heart, but now with his eyes and with his feet can follow his Lord and confess his name. Now I like to think as you read on here in Mark's gospel, the very next thing Mark records is the whole crowd calling out on Palm Sunday, that same cry of Bartimaeus, Hosanna to the son of David, calling out Jesus as their Messiah. I like to picture Bartimaeus with that crowd. Maybe he was one of the first to start shouting out, Son of David, Hosanna! And the crowd swelled and followed in that chorus, that confession that Jesus is the Savior. And I'm sure Bartimaeus, it says, when he followed Jesus immediately, continued to follow him and to see with his own eyes what Jesus would do as the Son of David. As Jesus approached Jerusalem to take his throne, Bartimaeus, along with the rest of the crowd that shouted, Son of David, would see their king, Jesus of Nazareth, the man, the Son of God, Son of David, took his throne outside the city in Jerusalem. And they would see the Son of David on his cross in glory. 
See, the, the son of David came to face that curse and that pain of sin. For us, the son of David was on that throne. For us, the son of David had that sign said the king of the Jews and faced his death. And then by his death, we overcame death. By his pain, we escaped the curse and pains of sin. And by his kingly resurrection and reigning in the throne in heaven, we escape more than blindness. We escape the curse of sin and death itself. And Jesus, for all who call on his name, for those who trust in him will say, come, and more than restoring our sight, we'll restore our very bodies with glory. Artemis followed Jesus from cross to glory. You know, when you look at what he did, kind of outstanding the fact that Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus is mentioned in Scripture by name. Jesus healed many blind men. He healed many other people. But apart from Bartimaeus and apart from four other people, Malchus, Lazarus, the friend of Jesus, Mary Magdalene, Simon the leper, apart from those four, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus is the only one who's named in Scripture of the blind people that are healed. I think that's significant. We can't say for certain why he was named, but it seems to indicate Bartimaeus continued to follow Jesus. We get to see the beginning. But evidently, Bartimaeus, despite all the obstacles and the cross and everything, continued to call out on the name of Jesus and follow his Lord in faith. Now that's something that was impressed on me this past week quite strongly. Um, I probably wasn't being all that attentive not just in my personal devotional life, but in my driving habits. See, I was coming on an intersection and I was going to pull across the road. And I took my glance to the left, took my glance to the right, but then I think my glance probably hung to the right longer than it should have before I began to pull out when I heard this loud screeching to my left, stopping within just a couple of feet and only a few moments difference was a car that would have hit right on the driver's side. I'm convinced if it, if it weren't for a few moments difference or a few feet, I wouldn't be here today. But I know that God had a greater plan. Now I reflect on that because it was just that morning that it, I changed one of my habits. See, earlier this week, I had been encouraged at pastor's conference to not only follow Jesus when it's easy, during certain times of the day, but to continue to follow him in the face of the day's obstacles. To step aside and to say, despite the distractions, despite the things that will get in my way right now, I am going to meditate on his word. I'm going to call on his name. And so, yes, I, I had a daily devotional habit, but I decided to increase it. And even in those difficult times, to continue it. Not just for myself, but also for my family. So it was actually that morning that I started a, a morning routine my family and I had an evening routine of devotion, but I thought, why not start our day despite the distractions, calling on Jesus' name? If you want to read what I read that morning, it's on page 152 in the front of your hymnal. And I'm not claiming that my personal devotional life is better than anyone else's. In fact, I, I have to admit, I'd never used these words for a morning devotion before, even though they were available to me and right there. But part of that prayer at the bottom of the page, I didn't even use the whole thing. Right at the bottom I said, 
Into your hands I commend my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me. And then despite the the noise that was going around, after I had said that prayer to myself, I spoke aloud with my wife and with my children who were listening that closing prayer and blessing. May the love of the Lord Jesus draw us to himself. May the power of the Lord Jesus make us strong to do his will. May the peace of the Lord Jesus fill our lives. Amen. You know, God answered that prayer that very morning. And even if I had not survived that morning and had died, certainly would have been glad that my family would have had that prayer in their heart and mind to start their day. And yes, I could have said that, as I often had, you know what, my wife is busy, she's getting ready for the school day, and the kids are busy, they're not going to pay attention. I'm busy, I've got I to gotta iron the shirt, I've got to make my cup of coffee. And I could have said, there's just too many obstacles. I'm quite glad I said that prayer that morning. And in fact, God answered it by his grace and kept me safe. Don't let the obstacles in your life, don't let the things that crowd out your personal time following Jesus, your calling on his name, don't let it silence you. Rather, despite the obstacles, despite the distractions, say, I'm going to lead my family, lead myself and others in calling on his name. Call on his name. Lead your family in confessing the name of Jesus from cross to glory. And like Bartimaeus, call out to the son of David. Amen.